0: Welcome to the ministry of Barefoot Church. I'm Clay Neesmith, the pastor here at Barefoot Church. And man, we hope what you experience here today uh, will encourage you, motivate you, and inspire you in a great, great way. We've been in uh, this um, little vein of speaking on God's kindness. And today we're going to talk a little bit about how we as a community of people, we as a church express God's kindness to the world. It's We're entering into Thanksgiving, we're into the Christmas season, the holiday season, we're going to be around a lot of people, some of you are going to be going to parties, family gatherings, all kinds of things and man, I really want us to be a church of people, not just a bunch of individuals, but us to be a bunch of people, a community of people in the community and express God's amazing kindness and hospitality to those around us because you know what, it really determines their future. It really determines a lot about what God's going to do in their life. Uh, I wrote this in my journal this week, and I don't encourage you to write it down. I want to start off with this today. But, you know, salvation in Christ Jesus isn't just to save us from something. It's actually to set us up for something. Let let me say that again. Your salvation in Christ Jesus, what Jesus did on the cross, his death, burial, and resurrection— Yes, it saves us from our sin, but it's to set set us up for success in God's kingdom to do all he has created us to do. In other words, salvation in Christ is really the beginning. It's it's not the end. That's why the Bible says things like this. Um, If uh, you're a new creation in Christ Jesus, the old is gone, the, the new has come. So salvation isn't just to save you from something. If that's all it was, it really, really wouldn't make a difference in your life. But God has so much more in store for you and me and us together. God has a purpose for his church, his people. He calls us out of darkness into the wonderful light in order to basically express who he is in the world. So it's not just to save us from something, it's to set us up for success in God's a kingdom. And today we're gonna to be looking at a passage out of Genesis 18, and we're gonna be basically expressing together God's kindness to the world, his hospitality to the world. I, I used to think of salvation as just being something individually for me, but I've discovered on my journey, you know, I, I've given my life to Christ probably 20, 25 years ago, and I've discovered on my journey that I can accomplish more when I engage myself in God's plan and what God's doing in the world. Now, the Bible says that God blesses us so that, that, that would be a purpose phrase or a purpose clause. God blesses us so that we can be a blessing. So, so we as a people, we as a church, those who have been salvaged by Christ Jesus, we're not just to settle. We're actually to basically uh, express who God is. And and so I want to invite you not to just, just settle, but let's be stewards of God's amazing gift. And let's be suppliers of his incredible love. The Bible says that God gifts us in a special way. And the reason God gives us that gift is so we can be suppliers of who he is to the world around us. In other words, we've got to think of ourselves as a unit, as a, a group of people, a body, uh, a, a house joined together. We have to think of ourselves as, as belonging to something greater than our individual selves. The Bible says this in Romans 12, verses 9 through 13. It says, don't just pretend to love others. It's not just speaking to you as an individual, it's speaking to us as a community of people. Don't just pretend to love others, really love them. Hate what is wrong, hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring, I like that, don't you? In honoring each other. Look what it says, never be lazy. Speaking to us as a people, not just an individual, but a group of people. The church, those of us who have put our faith in Jesus Christ. Remember, we're not just saved from something. We're set up for success in God's kingdom. Never be lazy, but work hard. Serve the Lord enthusiastically. Rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. When God's people are in need, be ready to help them. And here's the phrase that we're gonna launch into today. Always be eager to practice hospitality. Always be eager to practice hospitality. So hospitality needs to be at the heart of the church because it's an expression of who God is it's, it's one of the, one of the things he wants to get through us together in the community practicing hospitality so let's learn how to do that today by looking at this story in Genesis Genesis 18 it's a it's a story all about Abraham and you know the story about Abraham pretty well starts in our Bible in Genesis 12 and Abraham was in Darkness. He, was, he was in a land where people didn't pay attention to their creator, to their great God. And the Bible says God comes to this man named Abram. And the people all around him were, were all caught up in the world. And they were all caught up in worshiping other things. And God comes to Abram. And he says, Abram, I'm getting ready to set you up for success. And here's how I'm going to do it. Go to a land I will show you. In other words, you got to act by faith, Abram, that I'm God and that I'm not just calling you out of something. I'm basically setting you up for something. He says, go to a land I will show you. And Abram, I'm going to make your name great. And as I make your name great, I'm going to send you many descendants. Your descendants are going to be as numerous as the stars in, in the sky. And he says then I'm going to bless you with this so that you can be a blessing to the nations of the world. So literally what God declares to this man named Abram is I'm going to call you out of something from something and I'm going to set you up for success when you have faith in me and I'm going to do great and mighty things in you and through you. And what we learn from Abram's life is he trusted God. He went on the journey, though occasionally, you know, he he got off target on that journey. We learn some incredible principles about being the people of God today, about being people who are salvaged, people who have put their faith, trust, and belief in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of their sin so that they can move from their sin and step in to the amazing success that God has for them. Remember, salvation isn't just to save you from something. It's to set you up, set us up, so we can be successful in God's kingdom. In other words, God isn't just calling you out of darkness. He's calling you to be a part of his family, his church, his people, to do something great. And one of the greatest ways we, together, can utilize our gift that God gives us. Because Romans 12 says we all have been given a spiritual gift. And we're to help each other with that spiritual gift. And as we help each other, we're to practice hospitality in the world we live in. And as we do this, we become a light to the community. In other words, we're a people in a people to Change a people. We're a people in a people to transform a people. And no greater time to be that people in a people to transform a people than the holiday season and Christmas season and express incredible hospitality to the world around us. The Bible says this in Genesis 18, verses 6 through 8. Actually, I'll start with verses 1 through 5. The Bible says this. It says, one day Abraham was sitting at the entrance to his tent during the hottest part of the day. The Bible says in verse 2, he looked up and he noticed three men standing nearby. And when he saw them, he ran to meet them and he welcomed them. Bowing low to the ground, my Lord, he said, if it pleases you, why don't you stop here with me? Uh, For a while, why don't you stop here and rest with me for a while? Rest in the shade of the tree while water is brought to wash your feet, while I serve you. And since since you've honored your servant with this visit, let me prepare some food to refresh you before you continue on your journey. All right, they said, do as you have said. Now, this is a remarkable passage. Because the Bible says that Abram is sitting at his tent. He's looking around. He sees something. He sees some people coming towards him. And he runs towards the people. He don't really understand who he's running towards. But he runs towards these people and he welcomes them. And he says, hey, can, can I show you a little hospitality? Can I show you a little kindness? Can, can I extend myself to you and and help you out on your journey. See, that's what hospitality does. It looks for opportunity to meet people where they are. That's who we are as a church. That's why we do church the way we do it. We just wanna meet people where they are. And our goal isn't for people just to come and stay the same. Our goal is for people to come and the power of Jesus transform them And it brings them out of darkness, saves them from their sin, and to help them know that God wants to set them up for success in his kingdom to do something great with their life. We welcome everybody. Come on, somebody. But that doesn't mean we leave people the same. In other words, it doesn't mean we tolerate everything. It means we welcome people. And we want to show them the loving kindness that God cares for them no matter where they are. No matter where they've been, that God wants to take them on a journey and set them up for success. Because if God so dare save me from my sin and set me and you up for success, surely he can set other people up. And so hospitality looks for opportunity and it meets people where they are. It's why we do events around the Christmas season. As a church, remember, it's not about us just as individuals doing little acts of kindness, though that's part of hospitality too. It's about a community. It's about you using your gift and me using my gift and us working together to show the people around us incredible, incredible hospitality. And we're looking for opportunity. Candyland Christmas is coming right around the corner. It's the the first weekend in December. They have this amazing parade here in North Myrtle Beach. Guess where people are going to be? At the parade here in North Myrtle Beach. Thousands of them. The parade is an attractional event. I don't care about a parade. But the parade is an opportunity. I, I don't really care to get in the festivities of the parade. But we're going to use what we have and invite people into the kingdom. And Candyland Christmas is all about that. We sit right in the middle of the parade. And we open our door on Saturday night and we say, hey, your family came to the parade to watch the cute little floats go down the the thing. Why don't you come on in here and get some candy and have some family festivities? And the whole reason we're doing this is to show you kindness and hospitality because God has called us out of darkness into the wonderful light. And we believe he's inviting other people to come on the journey too. See, see. It's why we do big Christmas services. It's why we do Giving Hope Mall. Why are we filling up a pod? It's to show kindness. It's to show hospitality. It's to set up a mall here at Christmas time to invite people in and say, You matter to God. And we're inviting people to get on, on the journey. We're just looking for opportunity. Holidays slap your neighbor and say, Holidays are great opportunities for hospitality. It's not about a holiday. It's about the heart you have towards the people that celebrate around the holiday. It's amazing because God himself came on a holiday. He showed up and he died on a cross on a holiday. And the reason he did it It's because he wanted to expose his goodness, come on, to many people around the world. He did it on the week of Passover, a Jewish holiday, a Jewish holy day. And the reason he did it is because hundreds of thousands of people would be celebrating this holiday and he needed to stand up and say, God's kindness and love is for everybody. My friend, holidays are awesome opportunities to share hospitality. And Abraham expresses God's heart about receiving blessings and what they're all about by by exhibiting hospitality to these three strangers walking by. But you see, hospitality don't only look for opportunities. I wrote this down in my journey. Hospitality gives its best. In other words, if your best is a three-year-old turkey in the bottom of the freezer to give somebody, then give them the three-year-old turkey. But if that's not your best, let, let's step up to the plate. Look what the Bible says. Verses 6 through 8 in Genesis 18. So Abraham, he ran back to the tent and he said to Sarah, that, that was his wife, hurry. That really stood out to me in the first service this morning because I didn't really pick that up in my studies through the years. But, but he said, hurry. I think that's got to have some sort of meaning. Hurry get three large measures of your best flour, knead it into dough and bake some bread. Then Abraham ran out to the herd and he chose a tender calf and he gave it to his servant who quickly, see, hurry, quickly. I started kind of picking that up today during the first service. Hurry, quickly. Who quickly prepared it. I don't really know what it means yet, but I think it has something. And when the... Food was ready, Abraham took some yogurt and milk and the roasted meat and he served it to the men, the the strangers. As they ate, Abraham waited on them in the shade of of the trees. So this is counter-cultural. What I mean is Abraham's expressing hospitality with his best flower, with a choice Calf with all of his people and he's given his best to three strangers walking by. What does that share with us? It shares with us that whenever we express hospitality and look for opportunity, we need to give our best. Not not just me as an individual. See, it's easy to look at yourself as an individual, but I'm talking about us as a church of people together. It's given its best to the community to express the kindness of God. Now, we fail miserably at that sometimes, but the reality of it is is, is when you give your best, that that means something. That means you have to decide where you're gonna give to and how you're gonna give. See, that's part of stewardship because, because I can... I can just give and I can supply all kinds of things around me. But if I'm going to give my best on behalf of God to help build God's kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven, that, that means I have to decide where I'm going to participate using my spiritual gift, my gift, and I plug it in in such a way it, it helps the people around me Know who Christ is. Giving your best, you know, doesn't mean just just give everything that you have in your pocket. That may not be giving your best. Uh, And there's a lot of good things we can give to, right? I mean, you name it. We can put shoes on somebody's feet. That is a good thing. We could give all of our resources and we could give our money to put in tennis shoes on every kid in the world and that's a good thing right we can give you know what homeless people tents and places to live and you know maybe make a hotel for them to move in and that's a good thing it's a, a needed thing right we can we can give our resources to helping human trafficking around the world and help people not be trafficked. That's a good thing. But the list goes on and 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 on. So if you're going to give your best with your gift that God has called you To partner with other people, you have to decide what God has called you to. This is where it gets difficult. Because I can tell you right now, everybody comes by and needs something. And you can expend yourself on every need you see. And you not make a world of difference. And again, I think every need needs to be met. But I know that I'm not omnipresent and I am not God. But I'm a part of God's family. And God has a purpose for me and he has a purpose for you. And it's up to us to steward and decide what God wants us to do. To make a difference for his kingdom. And so what that takes is vision. It's very difficult to join yourself up with, with other people sometime to do something great for God. Because, because the truth of the matter is we all have an opinion, right? I mean, you put me and my wife together to do something and we both have an opinion. We do. And if it's, look, I think we should do it this way. I think we should do it that way. I think we should do ministry here. I think we should do ministry. See, this, is, this is, is understanding. It's not knocking anything. But you have to understand what God calls you to. Because what happens is everybody comes along and, and they want to do something good to help something. And then you've got all these, these little tiny compartments that aren't really working together and not doing any good for the kingdom. They're just doing a good cause here and a good cause there. But, but, but maybe God has something more in store. Maybe God says, hey, What I want you to do is submit yourself under my authority. Make me the Lord of your life. Become a part of my church and I'm gonna give you a spiritual gift To partner up, Romans 12, with other people, and you be my body, and you be my hands and feet, and you work together for a common cause to bring up there, down here, and make the world great by doing something significant where I have planted you. Come on, somebody. You gotta decide. Decisions are part of stewardship. You have to decide what you are going to do together. Because God is not calling one of us to be his church. He's calling us together to be his church. And the calling on his church is to show hospitality to a community to help people come to Christ so that they can be saved from their sin and they can be set up for success in his family To do great things with their life. In other words, hospitality challenges people, you know what, to get on board with what God is doing, because the greatest things that will come out of their life is through being a part of God's plan, because God has created you and me to be a part of His plan. We can do good things all the time, but we have to decide, you know what, where we are going to root ourselves down and what We are going to be a part of and we got to give, we got to give our best. You know, I I think about oftentimes about when I went to uh, Swaziland, it's now called Eswatini. It's a community we serve in South Africa as a as a family. We, we give financially that community every single month. We support everything that goes on on that campus. We built the campus. We put water on the campus. We feed orphans on the campus. You know, you and I, many of you people, are blessing people there so that they can be a blessing. Amen. However, I, I had the opportunity to go there on several different occasions, but I went a few years ago and they had me to speak in our little building that we have down there in and, and Swaziland. And, one of the gifts they presented me, and some of you other folks have been there on a mission trip. One of the gifts, they, they presented me their best gift uh, and just showed me hospitality, and they brought me, they brought me a live chicken to the to the worship service and and handed it to me. You say, that's that's ludicrous. No, no, no. Well, it was it was a little chaotic. But I'm like, here, I I received the gift and and you know, I, I gave them back the chicken and then we cut it up a little bit later and we all ate from the chicken and all this kind of stuff. But the bottom line is what they were doing is they were expressing the best they had and did what they could with what they had in order to basically honor the guests that that walk, that walk through. And again, it doesn't matter if it's someone above you, someone under you, someone lower than you, someone beside you or whatever else. The key is it says there in that passage in Romans 12, we're to honor each other. We're to honor each other and build each other up for a cause. And it's to help people know who Christ is. And then, you know what, help them understand they belong to his family. And it's to challenge them to get out of themselves and step in to the great opportunity that Jesus is setting up for them. So we have to be people who are willing to give our best. Lastly, I wrote down this in the about hospitality is hospitality doesn't, just operate as an individual. Although you can show hospitality as an individual, but true biblical hospitality is one that gets the whole community involved. Look what it says there in Genesis 18. Abraham, he ran back to the tent and he said to Sarah, that's his wife, you know what? Get three large measures of flour. He involved Sarah, knead it into dough and bake some bread. Then Abraham ran out to the herd and he chose a tender calf and he gave it to his servant who quickly prepared it. When the food was ready, Abraham took some yogurt and milk and roasted meat, and he served it to the men. As they ate, Abraham waited on them in the shade of the tree. Abraham didn't only involve himself, he involved other people in preparing this meal so that they as a community could show these people incredible hospitality. And you say, well, well, why is it so important for me? And the reason is, is, is how God works in your life, my friend, isn't isn't through, you know, you just doing good things. It's you understanding who who God is and you joining up with his family and doing what God is doing in the world through the church. Good things are, are fantastic. But what is God calling the church to do, the community of faith to do, together, and one of the things we're trying to do is involve people, involve others in what we do, not through just financial giving, but uh, through serving and all that kind of stuff, but what we're constantly trying to do through the Christmas season and everything is to help people understand that there there is a God who wants to save them from their sin and set them up. For success in his kingdom. It's helping people know that you belong. But you don't belong like you used to be. You belong as a new creation in Christ Jesus. And we're here to honor you and serve alongside you and build you up into who God says you are in his family. We're here to give you a place. We're here to invite you to serve. We're here to invite you to be a part of what God is doing. Involvement is where you truly learn the heart of God. Involvement is where you truly learn the heart of God. For God so loved the world. He involved himself. He came down on a cross. He came from heaven to earth. He involved himself. And he died on that cross. He was involved in rescuing humans. Why? Because he wanted to come dwell among us, Philippians 2 says, and he wanted to serve with a heart to help us understand how to have that same attitude so that other people can know who he is. My friend, the heart of God is a servant attitude. It's, it's an attitude of a steward. It's, it's recognizing everything I have comes from God. And God is so awesome. He's involved me in deciding how to use that gift and where to partner that gift to do something great. See, that's, that's what stewardship is. In other words, you, you can't just be a supplier with God's vision on your own. It's it's bigger than you, it's it's bigger than me. And God is inviting every single one of us from the front to the back on the internet to be a part of what he's doing in the world so that you know, he can continue to get this good news about Jesus out around the world and it's done through incredible incredible hospitality. But I want you to look what's next because a lot of people are are leaving the blessing that God wants to do in their life they're leaving the blessing on the table because they don't understand hospitality and showing God's kindness and using their gift is basically the pathway that leads to their next blessing. Remember, God said, Abram, I'm going to bless you so that you can be a blessing. And, and look what happens in this passage. I'm going to I'm going to make your descendants as numerous as the stars. And the Bible says this in Genesis 18, verses 9 through 10. The the guys walking by said, where is Sarah, your wife? The visitors asked, she's inside the tent. Abraham replied, "Then, then one of them said, I will return to you about this time next year and your wife, Sarah, will have a son. Remember, God had made them a promise. The Bible says that Sarah was actually inside of the tent and she laughed at what they said. Because in reality, Sarah may have thought that she was too old, that Abraham was too old for God to fulfill his promise. But here's what's unique. Abraham never forgot God's promise. I'm gonna bless you so that you can be a blessing. And how did that blessing begin to happen? It began to happen when Abraham stepped from his tent. He looked around, he saw complete strangers. And if you read the story, one of those one of those strangers is what many people believe was God in the flesh. And one of those strangers declared to Abraham because of your step of hospitality. It is what leads to the blessing I promised you a long, long time ago over here in Genesis 12. In other words, I'm a God who will always do what I say I'm going to do. If if I say I'm going to bless you so you can be my people and be a blessing, if I say I'm going to give you a gift so you can join it up to the body and help other people with that gift. Be the body of Christ, the hands and feet of Christ. Guess what? I'm going to do, if I'm God, what I say I'm going to do. But the question is, is do you believe God? Do you really believe that God, you know what, will do what he says he's going to do? That he's going to bless bless you so you can be a blessing. And I really believe that blessing begins to flow through us Expressing this incredible, incredible hospitality. Listen to what the Bible says. Hebrews 13, verse 2. It says, Don't forget to show hospitality to strangers. For some you have done this, for for some who have done this, they have entertained angels without even realizing it. In other words, sometimes. God is going to bring something or someone by you to see if you're going to have a heart of hospitality. And, you know, it may not always be a person. It may be a circumstance. It may be a challenge. But when we express that hospitality, it doesn't mean that that person is going to do something for us because we're not expressing hospitality. So that person does something for us. We're expressing hospitality because we believe God's kindness is for everyone. And so as we express that hospitality, guess what? God may use that that one act that we do as a church to basically flood us with the blessing and the promise as a church and, and moving us into what he has created us to do. This is why I find it significant to honor every single person. I don't care who you are. You know what, I don't care what you do, what your status is, what your age is. My Bible says I am to honor people. And I am to be a person of honor. And when I honor, guess what? Eventually, someone receives that honor and that hospitality. When we honor, when we honor, people receive that honor and hospitality and God works through that and he does amazing things in the community. God is waiting for a people to be united, not divided. A people to work their gift together, to do something amazing. And I can get, bet you this. You know, we're getting ready to build a new building. But that building won't contain what God wants to do. I'm here to tell you that building is a vessel but I know without a shadow of a doubt that, you know what, it might not be in my lifetime, but that building will not contain what God is going to do through this church if we keep unifying, we keep working together, we keep expressing God's amazing hospitality and kindness community, in season, out of season. We keep offering this hope every time we can as a community, doing our best. Helping each other be an expression of God to the world. Here's how I want to close this today. See, God has given each of us a spiritual gift. And we're to do something with that gift. Now I want you to turn to the person sitting next to you. And look at them and say, you got a gift, you got a gift, you got a gift. Go ahead and tell them you got a gift. Now I want you to turn back to them, And I want you to say, what you doing with it? What you doing with it? What you doing with it? See, I'm a firm believer that God speaks to his people, through his people. Let me pray for you today. God, you're an amazing, amazing God. And you are calling some of us to step up and use our spiritual gifts so we can express hospitality to the world around us. God, you speak to your people through your people. And God, you are healed to build us up in our faith so that we can express who you are to the world. God, we don't want to just save people from their sin through announcing who Christ Jesus is and his amazing grace. God, we know that you came for so much more and you died on the cross and you expressed yourself and you were raised from the grave so that people could be set up for success in your kingdom. God, I pray every person underneath the sound of my voice would realize that you have so much more for us to do together. And God, it's gonna gonna take us clinging to faith in Christ Jesus and locking arms and being the body he has called us to be in this community, and God, we're going to watch you bless us, and we're going to be that blessing, and it's going to lead to the next blessing, and the next blessing, and the next blessing, and God, we're here to expand your kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. We hope you were encouraged, motivated, and inspired today by the message. And again, man, we believe in you. We believe great things for you. It's because of many people's faithful giving that we're able to go out around the world. If you choose to invest in Barefoot Church, just go on over to barefootchurch.com. You can give there. But go out, live your purpose, and be inspired in a great, great way.